I'm Tara Aldridge, and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Smart Woman Show. I'm so excited. You know, it's really serendipitous, of course. My husband and I were just talking about real estate this morning. And so, of course, today I would have a real estate extraordinaire on the show. Now, do you go by Maria Camilla Bettenker or is Maria Bettenker? Maria Bettenker is just fine. <laughs> all right. But, well, we can find you on Instagram. Just You're going to want to find her on Instagram. First of all, I love your Instagram. I think it's really awesome. I think that your energy on your Instagram is what the world needs more of. And second of all, um, if you want to find her, you're going to need the middle name. So it's Maria Camilla underscore Bettenker. Oh, no, it's underscore Miami. Miami underscore ah, Miami. Okay. That's right. Okay. So we'll drop the last name for now. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm going to start off a little controversial because I was just listening to Grant Cardone's podcast, as you know, and he's like all real estate investing and he's all like sell, 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 sell your real estate like as fast as you can because there's a recession happening and everything's going to go to crap and a handbasket and the, the baby boomers, there's going to be too many homes and the real estate market is going to crash. What are your thoughts on this? Historic, historically proven that right around election year, the market always softens. So the uh, market does soften up a little bit. It is definitely a seller's market, but it also depends what areas you're looking at. I don't believe in just generalizing saying it's a seller's market, sell, 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 only because not everybody is on the same market. So if we're focused, for example, in the Miami market, the condos, for example, there's so much inventory and not enough demand that right now you can get a condo for probably a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars below what you would have gotten it a few months back now that same market once it's all occupied in a few years is going to skyrocket so if you're looking to invest or buy in a buy a condo I would say right now is your opportunity as far as single-family homes they are uh, probably at their peak and hence it is a seller's market they are super overpriced but, you know, it also depends because um, so lenders, when that happens, you sort of rates go low and, and, and you get to, 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 to utilize those, those uh, rates being lower. And so, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Okay. I don't, really, I don't okay. think I can describe anybody, right? So uh, yeah. that's like my through this on the surface response <laughs> to what, what what he says. I mean, on the other hand, remember that uh, Grant Cardone is a major investor. He buys like buildings, residential homes. So it's within. I mean, that is what he focuses on. It's within his best interest to buy all of that. I mean, to, for everybody to sell and for him to buy those because then he he has portfolios for everybody to chip in and whatnot. So it's it's different markets. 
Okay, so Maria, I get it. And you just get to know what you know too, right? So I like love Grant Cardone and Maria knows her stuff too, right? So I love what you <laughs> I said. love Grant Cardone and I love Elena Cardone as well. I've read her book and I am so like, I, I identify with everything she says. Like I said, it just depends on the market. Not all markets are the same. Yeah, no, for sure. I get it. So some people are listening. Some people are watching this and like, how old are you? <laughs> I'm a baby. I am 23 years old. Like, what is, okay, like, what is happening here? Okay, so this is amazing. You remind me so much of myself, and I am not old. I am 35 years young, and you remind me, like, I'm seeing execution hustle, like, in your background there. She, for those of you <laughs> she, in the back of her, in her background, says execution hustle, and, like, yeah. she's 23 years old. And what's the other one, Limitless? Limitless, yes. Yeah, yes, limitless. And, you, and, that, and that is so on point, Maria, really, because it doesn't matter how old you are, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what circumstances you faced in your life. I mean, you have your own challenges, your own adversity that you face, which I really want to touch on. But, like, what matters is are you willing to apply yourself? And, girl, you have applied yourself. So why don't you kind of run us through, let's start with your accomplishments and what you're creating now within your agency that you have going on. I think you're starting a brokerage if you haven't already started it. And just like, tell us where you're at right now. Then, then tell us where you were and then tell us where you're going in like a little thing. <laughs> Okay, I'll try to make it as little as possible. Uh, okay, right now, my accomplishments. I am 23 years old. I've been a real estate agent for almost four years. Within my first year, I closed a multi-million dollar uh, transaction representing the buyer. That was one amongst my 30 plus transactions. At the time, I was married. Uh, my husband was an investor, so I did represent him a lot in uh, buying properties, making sure that these are good investment properties, and then renting them and keeping them occupied, um, and then managing them as well. Um, what else? I uh, Within my second, third year, second year, I founded my own, uh, my previous, my, my partner and I, my business partner and I were working for a brokerage company and we said, you know, along, you have 10 years of experience. I have, you know, the charisma, the will, the, just the hustle. Why don't we open up our own team? So our own brokerage. So we ended up opening our own brokerage. She of course was the broker because I didn't have my two years minimum needed to be a broker. Um, so it is under her name and it's called the head real estate. Uh, we are business partners. I opened up my own group within the brokerage called Maccabi uh, Group by Tejeda Real Estate. I currently have three agents under my team. I am hoping to get two more, make it five. I don't want to do any more than five, at least right now, just because um, I, I like to make sure that I'm growing them, right? So most of these agents are just got their real estate license and... Um, what happens is, okay, you get your real estate license, you go to school, school's supposed to tell you what to do and how to be successful, but it really doesn't. You know, all it teaches you is uh, how to write and study. <laughs> I'm not, okay, I'm exaggerating. So, I mean, there was a lot of rules and regulations that you do learn in school. However, once you get hands-on and you start interacting with transactions and when you really get 
into what it really is to be a real estate agent. So most of these agents had never closed anything before, much less been involved in any real estate transactions. So I've uh, sort of took have taken them under my wing and mentor them as far as how to use the tools, utilize the tools that I've used to become successful like me and many other realtors are actually top producers in the business. Um, so I've done that. I, um, let's see more accomplishments that I can think of. Okay. So where did you, you know, because obviously this is rare, you know, to be 23 years old and just kicking butt in, first of all, a male dominated industry, right? You're, you're not in Idaho either, right? Like you're in Miami and you're slaying. Okay. You're making like, you're, you're breaking records. You're smashing it. You're, you know, age is your age, whatever. But, but what is it that, that something happened in your life? Okay. Let's be clear that you decided you're going to take charge. What was that? So, I mean, since I was a little girl, I was always sort of independent and uh, wanting to do my own thing. Um, so it's sort of been since my childhood that I've, I've known I'm going to be somebody. But um, 13 years ago, my mom gave up everything she had to come to the States, um, bring me here and give me a better future. And ever since I landed here, I said, you know, I have to pay that back to her. I have to, uh, you know, she has to see that what she did was worth it, right? So uh, ever since uh, when I was, so that was 13 years ago, that means I was 10 years old. So here you can start working around 14 and 15 years old. Before that, I was sort of seeing what I could do, you know, where I could help to earn some money. At 15, I started working at a retail uh at a retail space, and then at uh, at around sixteen, I started as a hostess at a restaurant, and then I uh, had I held two jobs: one as a hostess, one I uh, was at a hot dog place. I used to make the hot dogs and sort of like take care of everybody. Eventually, I got rid of I, I quit the hot dog place and I I got another uh, serving job at a barbecue restaurant. So I was always in the um, hospital, uh, in the, in the restaurant industry. Also, I worked, um, at a hotel. So that was great because they taught me a lot of hospitality and customer service and all of that good stuff. Um, at around eight, right before I was 18 at the same place where I was a hostess, then I became a server. Uh, the manager, uh, the, the bartender wasn't very good. So the man, came to me and said look uh, you're about to be 18 I know you don't have your bartending license but I would like for you to become our bartender you know you have the charisma you have the will I think you would do great behind the bar so a couple of weeks before turning 18 they put me behind the bar and started teaching me all the drinks and then I uh, I just became good at it I uh, so at 18 I was making you know Ten dollars an hour as a, as a as a bartender plus tips at the bar and tip out from all the servers. So at that age, I I left home and I was already independent. I rented a room. I was living by myself. So all of that sort of forced you. I forced myself because if I did not work and if I did not make something of myself, I couldn't eat. I wasn't going to go back to my mom and say, "Okay, mom, I left home and now I need you to help me." Uh, pay my rent or pay my car. What is up with that? 
<laughs> like, do you have any insight to that? I, you know, I, I, that is one thing I cannot understand this, your generation. Okay. And it's actually my generation too. I'm just at the very, very tip of it. So I don't have a ton of it inside of me, but what is up with your generation? And obviously you excluded leaving the home and then going back home. Like as it's, if that's an option. It's, it's sad. It's, uh, I guess you would call it sad. Um, so let me, let me backtrack where I come from. I'm from Colombia, born and raised. That's South America. Typically people stay there. Kids stay there until like they're 23, 25 until they're married and then officially on their way. However, when you come to the States, it's not like that. Kids leave at 18, you know, like you sort of turn 18 and your mom is saying, all right, you know, it's time for you to go, go your way. So um, my mother and I, I love her dearly. I love her to death. Um, but we were, we, we didn't have the greatest uh, relationship. And so that sort of pushed me to leave, um, you know, at such a, at, at such a young age. Uh, uh, I have a very, I'm a Leo. Okay. So I believe in astrology a little bit. So I'm a Leo and uh, we have a very, uh, very tough personality. And uh, our ego is high as well. So I just said, I can never go back. <laughs> I can't. I could not call my mom and say, hey, mom, you were right. I'm struggling. <laughs> what is up with other kids? I don't know. I feel like the way the, the mindset that we grow up around is being safe, playing it safe. And uh, going back home is always like you're safe. You're you're your safe ground. It's you know your parents will be taking care of you. And as long as your parents are taking care of you, there is no need for you to go out there and, and make something of yourself because you're not hungry, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You have a roof over your shoulder. You have food. Some parents even pay for their their kid's car, their kid's everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get paid. Uh, I didn't even get my school or my car paid. I mean, at uh, six, uh, the summer of 11th grade, I took a test, it's called an early admissions program, and I took a test to start college earlier before I uh, graduated high school. So in essence, I graduated high school in 2014, but on paper, my diploma, I walked 2015, but when I was walking in 2015, I was already a sophomore in college finishing my degree. (laughs) So then by the time... You know, I and it was all paid by the government because since I was still in high school, they paid all of my school almost finishing my associates. What you know, that does not surprise me. (laughs) I'm surprised. What surprises me is that you actually went back to high school to walk. (laughs) (laughs) I I, kind of picture you as being like, ah, whatever, like I'm over that. Why, why go back? Okay, so here's what I my experience of you is like. You just have this, and I don't even know if you know this about yourself, so I'm just going to share this with you. You have this essence of, like, I don't experience you as egotistical at all. I experience you as, like, you, you know, you have a really good grasp and understanding of what it is to be a human being, what it means to struggle, what it means to take risks, what it means to love really hard, and also, like, what it means to, to experience humility. You know, and one of the things that I think that culture is missing is humility and really building, building your business from a place 
from, from a heartbeat standpoint. And I saw this on your Instagram. Um, it's actually one of your, your latest posts where you said, stop seeing your clients as a commissions check. And that is just so forward thinking of you and so connected of you because as we live in this world where robots are born every day, you know, and kids grow up with devices in their hands and disconnected from their parents and their friendships, you know, you're out there promoting see people for their souls and not just what they can bring to you. So I'd love for you to touch more on, you know, kind of this people before profits method that you've adopted into your business. So the thing is that, so going back to the mindset of all our parents and still, or most of our parents, their mindset is, you know, play safe, go to college, graduate from college, become a doctor, become a teacher, playing it safe. Now we enter this era where everybody's an entrepreneur and everybody has the hustle, the motivation, and everybody just wants to get it. Everybody wants to become a millionaire, you know, or make six figures by the age of 18 because you're seeing it everywhere. I mean, you log on social media and everybody is an entrepreneur. Everybody's a, a speaker. And so we're forgetting exactly what you're saying, humanity. We're forgetting what's what's so what's the point of doing this what am i building here we're so focused on the end goal and how much money we're going to be making that we forget to okay what is what is what i'm doing helping what am i leaving behind you know if i die tomorrow what was my legacy was it the a hundred thousand dollars i have in my bank at all costs you know tramping over people whatever the case or was it something that i did that i make a difference aside of that in order for you to truly profit in a business you need to you just can't sell you just need to build that relationship and connect with your with your audience with your client with your customer and that is what you know will make sure that you prosper and that you 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 become you're 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 great at what you do and it shows right because so in my line of business for example as a real estate agent it's all about word of mouth so if i do good by you you're going to recommend me to the next person and everybody needs to buy sell or rent those that are renters eventually become buyers and those that are buyers at some point they need to sell and then buy again. So if I do good by you, you're going to come back again. If I don't do good by you and I just want the quick buck, then you're not going to come back again. And in sales, it's based on a long-term relationship rather than immediate gratification. That is so true. There's a house that I'm in love with like absolutely in love with. And the real estate agent, we have a beautiful realtor. She's amazing. Katrina Crane in Orange County. She's just like, I love her. And you're right. I recommend her to everyone because she's awesome. And she goes the extra mile and she's super sweet, right? She's kind. She's loving. She sees me. She asks how I'm doing. Um, but this home that Phil and I are looking at, the realtor on the other end is so intense. And like his energy is literally blocking the sale. Had he not been just like open armed and like, hey, yeah. And, and you know, addressed our concerns with compassion. And like, instead of being like, oh, you know, like a house like this, it's going to go really fast. It's just, and, and with all the games and the tactics, it's old school. And so what I would love for you to touch on is, okay, first of all, one of the questions I want to make sure I ask that I don't forget is there's going to be a lot of young listeners on this, on this podcast or this audio, however you're watching, 
and they're going to want to know how they can be you. So could you give them like quickly just like, like five steps to, to break into real estate and to be successful right away or three steps or whatever it is that you have? Okay. To be me. Um, you know, so, so before I give the quick three steps, I do want to say just be authentic, mm. be you in a world where everybody's trying to be like somebody else. You just need to be you and you need to follow your gut and your heart because when you put your heart into everything, things are going to come out right. And if they don't, it was meant to be for that reason. You know, I've always believed uh, that everything happens for a reason. You know, those struggles, they're for a reason. Um, a lot of people, I'm, I'm Catholic, but I'm also very spiritual. And I believe that you're not going to be giving what you can't bear. So if it's given to you, it's given for a reason. And down the road, you'll be able to see why. As far as steps to become a successful real estate agent, um, I would say the first step is exactly what we just spoke about earlier. Uh, it's more about making the connection, making that relationship with your clients rather than uh, making a quick buck. Just building building that relationship between the two, and that will will in the long run help a lot. So in essence, when you when you first start the business, you don't have anybody. Um, because so what happens is these people become sort of like your your brand ambassadors you know your clients become your brand ambassadors because they recommend you they talk about you they leave you a review so when you first start you don't have these brand ambassadors you just you just sort of like all right people i started i'm a real estate agent so i i heavily suggest reaching out to all your friends and family maybe hosting a dinner or like a a little cocktail party at your house and telling everybody sending out an email look i'm a real estate agent i just got my license um and people know that so what happens a lot of people get scared because they say how am i going to compete with realtors that have 10 plus years of experience well there is a difference because um you first of all you have you already have that connection that they're your friends and family that will for once the other thing is that uh you know people that are fresh in the business they're seeing the new techniques and when you've been in the business for 10 plus years five plus years you sort of become with the you, you become tunnel vision and uh you don't explore the new techniques the new the new ways of marketing or you know strategies uh, things that are out there and so as a new agent you're fresh you're like a little kid you know you're asking questions so you're grasping all of this so so you know uh don't don't be ashamed of being you it's okay you know you may learn more within your first year than realtors that have been in the business for for years so that's the uh first piece of advice adding to that piece of advice all those people that you reached out to start putting in a crm i strongly suggest getting a crm because everybody, like I said, eventually is a buyer, a renter, a seller. So if you have a CRM, you know, once in a while around Christmas time, Thanksgiving, whatever the case or when their birthday is and it pops up, you reached out to them. You say, hey, you know, happy birthday or Merry Christmas, hope blah, 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 blah. And that right there is like, huh, that person thought of me. Mm-hmm. And that is creating that relationship. Um, the second thing that I recommend and is just treating everybody like it's, your own investment, your own transaction, your own family. And it all goes back to same thing, building the relationship. Because once you treat everybody like that, then you know that you're not doing wrong. So you may lose the sale now, but that will make sure that that client comes back. um, And then you close that sale. So I've, I've had instances where I've had to say, you know, I could easily make them 
you know, my, the, your word becomes so powerful because these people, they're first time home buyers, most of them. So they're trusting you, your expertise, you know, and so they'll ask questions. And a lot of times I've had to say an answer that's not going to benefit me yeah. because it will make the sale fall. But I have to be truthful. I have to mm-hmm. let them know. And in the long run, you know, if it's not this the next one, it took me a couple more showings. No big deal. I kept the relationship. So that's my second piece of advice. And my third is, you know, don't give up because within the first year it gets tough. Uh, you're going to be probably only doing rentals, but don't give up. The same amount of work that you put in is the same amount of work that you, that, that you receive, the same that what you receive, right? So uh, it does get tough. You eat a lot of crap <laughs> at the beginning, but it's okay. It's okay. It's actually teaching you a lot because the easier transactions will come later on. Um, and then you'll just be so, it's just be so quick to know what to do. Boom, 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 bam. And then, you know, deals closed and it's being funded, whatever the case. Um, my last piece of advice is use all of your social media because social media, it's a free marketing tool, a free branding tool, a free everything. I mean, and everybody is on social media. You're on social media yourself. You're spending so much time just scrolling. You might as well use it for your advantage and make sure it's making you money. I have a friend. She told me my 2020 resolution is I'm not going to do anything that does not make me money. And I laughed so hard, but it's true. It's like, so, so now she like calls the pet service to come to her house and watch her dog because she doesn't have the time to go out because it's not making her money. But so I apply the same, the same mindset to social media. What's the point? If I'm scrolling on social media just to see what people are doing, I might as well be scrolling for a reason, you know, for, for, for me to be making money. So, and that goes with the engagement because also you have to, you're using social media to brand yourself and market yourself, but you also have to engage back. So those would be my, was it three or four that I just said? Three, three quick tools, four. <laughs> I think you actually had five, which I love. I oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> the more the merrier, I think. Uh, and I love that. I think you're like, I was like, wow, I didn't, she, this, is, this wasn't even prompt, and she has like five steps. That's awesome. No, and there's, it's okay. not prompt at all. I'm over here like, are we missing something? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. You're, you're so wise, Maria. You really are. Um, one thing I read in an article about you was, you know, that you, that you struggle with anxiety. And I think that, you know, just as culture has it, has, you know, just where we are in the, on the spinning planet is that we are seeing a rise in in depression, anxiety, and this never ending need to go, 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 go and not process. And so what could you, what advice or support could you give to the listeners or viewers as to, you know, what to do when, when things feel dark and when your heart races and your mind won't stop? So anxiety comes from focusing so much in the future and what's going to happen in the future rather than the present. And that's when we become anxious. We stop living in the now because, you know, it's always, it's never enough. So we have this, um, this, this, this thing where we're always saying, okay, I'll be happy when I'll be happy when, and then it just continues. I'll be happy when, no, how about we stop 
and acknowledge what we have right now and be happy with the now. And from that alone, from learning that, my anxiety went down significantly. Also, um, I would advise seeing who you surround yourself by. Make sure that you're surrounded by kind-hearted, peaceful, tranquility, you know, individuals that, 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 that don't activate that, that anxiety, that fuzziness in you, you know, when you have tranquility and you have peace, it's very, it's very hard to become anxious. So I would say, make sure you're surrounding yourself by the right people that are bringing you, not taking away from you. And I would also recommend doing yoga. I do yoga. I started yoga about probably two and a half years ago, and it really has changed my life. And I hate to say it, but my mother always told me because I did have a lot of anxiety. My, my mom would always say, do yoga, do yoga. You know, yeah, mom, whatever, mom, whatever. You should really try yoga. Okay, mom. And then on my own, I sort of just went and tried it out. And I do it almost every morning. And the way I walk in versus the way I come out is completely different. And partly why, and the, and the yoga that I do is also a workout. It's like calisthenics. I do, um, it's called power yoga. So you use a lot of your body weight. So it's great. You get a workout, you get cardio, you get weights in there, sort of like your own body weight, and you get to meditate and calm down and relax. And so I, f- I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. So, so I think you're in the yoga studio. Yeah, so when I come when, when when I walk into yoga, I'm thinking, you know, of, oh my god, I have to go this, I gotta meet that, I gotta do all these things. But once I get there, you're so focused, and this is why yoga is so good, because you're so focused on the movement and getting it correctly that all of a sudden all those thoughts are gone. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have like I said, I'm very, you know, controlling and everything needs to be like a certain way and a certain time, and I'm just like this with everything. So for me, meditating before I even tried yoga was extremely hard because when I would close my eyes and think about meditation, I just wouldn't let myself go into that blank space where I could truly meditate. So yoga allowed me to get to that space because like I said, you're so focused on the movement and getting it correctly that all of a sudden you find yourself blank and just focusing on your body and breathing correctly onto all those parts that you are exercising. So yoga definitely, find yourself a comfortable, peaceful place. So within my house, I actually have a little yoga place. Um, I'm not saying everybody needs to have a whole room for yoga, you know, some can't do that, but just even if it's just a couch, but a place away from TVs, from screens, maybe some light music where you can sit down and just relax and put your thoughts together. Maybe some, like I said, ambience music, some sense. I love the jasmine um, and lavender smell. It sort of relaxes me. So um, I have a diffuser right by my <laughs> my you sofa. Me up, girl. You <laughs> me up. You're like this. You're like this little old woman in this <laughs> young little cute body. I love it. You're like an old old soul, girl. Old soul. You gotta know that, right? You gotta know I, I, that. You are on fire, Maria. I am super honored to link arms with you. I just so like so I'm, I'm so sh- I like I don't know why I'm shocked with you because you're literally the same person that I was ten years ago and still am today. And so I don't know why That's I'm awesome. so surprised. It's just kind of fun and interesting to see like your your mirror right across from you and be like, I remember. And now I actually am starting to feel old. 
<laughs> not at all, not at all. And it's so great to find like like minded women. It's it's I, I I get your feeling and your emotion because I feel the same way when I come across only it's like, oh my god, there's hope for humanity. I'm not the only one. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the Smart Woman Show. Can you just tell everybody where they can find you? I really, I see in your future, I'm a visionary when it comes to business. So I really see you creating like an online course or something to support women who are just like you, like fresh out of high school, want their real estate agent, want to hustle, want to be limitless, want to be relentless, like, and then just give them the I'm starting it. I am. Are you? (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm currently, I'm working on it. I'm currently getting my interior design uh, certification because I'm going to be adding that to my portfolio of real estate and interior design. But part of, you know, that women empowerment movement that I sort of have going on and like, I, I got put into that role without asking for it, but I love it. I am planning on putting together some sort of course uh, that we can do online, chat online where, you know, we can, we can learn from each other, talk, and mm. and help each other out. I'm, I, I'm putting that together, yes. that See, I knew it. I'm so good. See how intuitive I am? I can see yeah. right into your future. I love it. It's going to be a huge success. Thank it. you so much for being on the show. You guys can find um, Maria. What's your website? Um, and if you go to the about me on that website, you'll find everything. Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. And you can just search me up on Google too. I'll come up with a couple articles in there. Cool. MaccabiRealEstate.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-I realestate.com. We'll see you next time. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to the Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at the Tara Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.